Hey everybody, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Ruffin. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, honestly, the best AdWords manager, AdWords consultant, AdWords coach in the world. If you guys need AdWords coaching, he's the guy I recommend. You always ask about it, and I always tell you ChrisSchaefer.com. Chris, how is it going today? Jason, is a, it's going well. Thank you. You are always so positive and uh, uplifting and keeping me busy, keeping my calendar full. I appreciate that. Um, and, and of course, Jason, many people don't realize that you and I don't actually work together. You don't say those things because you get business from what you say. We literally are different companies. I had someone like get really confused and say, I want Chris and Jason to work on my account. I said, well, uh, you're going to have to choose one of us. It can't be both of us. So just to be clear, Jason is such a nice guy. He's essentially a competitor but continues to compliment me, and I appreciate that. And before you steal the thunder back from me, I want to say a quick shout-out to a special listener that was leaving a comment on the videos that has started watching our videos. Hi, Mom. That's all. Mom? Mom Schaefer? Mm-hmm. Mom Schaefer. She's left, Mom, you didn't Mom see that Schaefer? comment come in? She's, she's texting me saying she was watching my videos, and she said that we're funny. She said that the show is funny. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to get in trouble before I think about things, but just uh, so many questions to ask her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll I'll say that for another time. Maybe we'll have her as a guest sometime. That'd be fun. Maybe not. Um, everybody, this show is serious now. This is a sponsored podcast. This podcast has over 120 reviews on iTunes. And our sponsor today is Directive Consulting. You can get a free custom proposal at directiveconsulting.com, and they are the go-to B2B and enterprise search marketing agency. So we thank Directive Consulting for sponsoring this episode. Chris, um, before we get into call-only ads, which is what we're going to talk about today, I just want to give a special shout-out to Capitalism's favorite month. Most people would think it's December because of the shopping and holiday shopping and all that. I don't think so, Chris. I think it's September. Obviously, we're a couple days away from September, but both you and I, I'll admit it, are frazzled, mm. just drowning in new business. Yeah, uh, it feels like it got a little slow the last couple of weeks of August. Summer that makes sense. People Summer, are on vacation, yeah. uh-huh. and Chris, capitalism's favorite month, September, is just like an explosion of new business. You're feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm sure our listeners are feeling it. Record numbers. I think that's for why me. we're both, yeah. Uh, yeah, both a little frazzled. I mean. uh we get on here and we talk, but I haven't been as busy as I was this week in a long time. No, no, definitely not. I was I was just texting my wife as she was off doing important things. So was I. And uh, your girlfriend, unless there's any news to no, share. No, your wife. Oh, oh, my wife. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's why she didn't reply. She was busy. So I was just telling her, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. But uh, that just shows that people put their trust in us, and that's that's awesome. We appreciate that. So, Jason, you ready to jump into... Free advice for the whole world to enjoy? Is that what we're going to do today? I am. But first, Chris, I I wanted to get to 100 reviews on iTunes. Old listeners will know all about that. March, we made to 100 Mm -hmm. reviews. Now we're at 123, Chris. I think we can hit 500. 500. That's what I want to hit. I I was spamming our Facebook page last night with a message about leaving us reviews. I got a little thing on our website now that says leave us reviews and links to the iTunes thing. I want to get on that new and noteworthy thing, Chris. Like, I really want to do that. It's a little late for that. I think I think you have to be within the first 90 days of the show launch to be on new and noteworthy. And we are well beyond 90 days. 
So we could just be on note. I beg to differ. I don't think there's any written down rules with Apple Podcasts. I think the head of Apple doesn't even know they do podcasts. Like, <laughs> I think it's just some guy <laughs> left over at the old headquarters building just running the whole thing to his whim. Like, it's just, yeah. it's such a big part of Apple, but it just seems like they don't pay a ton of attention to it. And by the way, we're all lucky because uh, some businesses would try to take a cut, I think, of all that sponsorship mm-hmm. money that goes through all the That's podcasts true. that come through Apple. That's true. And I'm just surprised uh, they leave it so open. But uh, we appreciate the reviews, guys, and we'll get back to uh, reading them. I don't have one pulled up today, but you can pretty much pick out any of them. It says we're just freaking awesome. Yep. So uh, we thank you for those. Although, although one dude tried to like call me out on being... I don't know what he, he was trying to provoke me, mm-hmm. and I didn't respond to him on the air, but um, I probably will at some point. So, oh, that's exciting! Uh, you guys, leave funny. Subscribe oh, for yeah. the for the on air beatdown. I'll stay tuned for that. That sounds fun. By the way, Chris, someone um, someone emailed in and they were trying to hire me, and uh, I love that. And they made some comment like, "You're totally nicer and different than <laughs> you are on the show." And <laughs> yes, I just want everyone to know that. that's that's very true. Like when I when you're the paying client and yes. I'm the vendor, like it, the dynamics change from the podcast. So yes, yeah, I'm I'm a different guy uh, offline as Chris and his wife know. You know, the, the same way that you introduce me, I should introduce Jason, the nicest guy you'll ever meet when you hire him. I think that's a good tagline. You could put that on the bottom of your. Uh, name shirt that you have on today. Thank you. Um, by the way, for you, for our listeners, Jason's wearing a Rothman PBC shirt with his own name on it. Pretty special. Special yep. day. Yeah, Chris, we're going to talk about a special form of Google Ads. Have you gotten used to saying Google Ads yet? No, I don't say Google Ads. No, I don't. I, I've got, you know, 60 billion hours behind me of saying AdWords, and my fingers immediately type capital A, D, capital W, and I don't look back. I don't type Google ads, but sorry. Please continue. Yes. Now, Chris, call only ads. I guess uh, we're going to start off our conversation here. And now we're 117 episodes into this number one Google ads AdWords podcast. We very rarely mention call only ads. Right. Um, but I use them quite a bit. I think you use them to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten questions about them. It's just interesting. We haven't talked about them to this point i think the first point to make for everybody listening out there is they're unique there's a lot of different tips that we'll cover in this episode but take it as a sign that we have not talked about them independently that much over the first 116 episodes because you need to remember they're not that different than overall search ads like don't forget all the fundamentals are still there bids keywords negative keywords ad copy it's just a different form of ad, but the whole search engine marketing thing is still the same. I think that's a good thing to preface with, Chris. Yeah. I, I want to get more into uh, kind of how you deal with it. And I know that you use them more than I, because I have some specific questions for you to ask about, you know, what, oh, you, what, wow. you, what you do. Wow. Yeah. The tables are turned. Jason is the expert. Jason's the veteran. Here, so I'm excited to ask. Well, I wasn't thinking so. I wasn't surprised so much about that. I was just surprised. In the fact that you prepared, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I tried. Wow. Because uh, who who planned out the next 10 episodes this week, Chris? Who did that? That was Jason. Jason, the nicest guy yeah. you'll ever have as a client? Boss? I don't, lost it. Uh, sorry, I lost my, my thought there. Anyway. Um, all right. So, Jason, how do they work? Yep. Where do they show? Let's, let's hit the basics out of the way first, yeah. and then we'll get into the good stuff. 
Okay, so how they work, it's the exact same thing as search engine ads, the search network. Uh, we're not talking about any display here. We don't do anything with that with call only. It's the search network. They work just like regular search ads. When someone types in the keyword in Google, your ad shows up. The one thing that's different is that instead of a headline full of text, like um, Oklahoma City Moving Company, where people click on it and go to your website, instead of that blue headline of text, there is a blue phone number. Uh, so these ads only show up on smartphones, number one. Uh, they don't show up on desktop, as far as I know, Chris. Uh, the headline is, uh, instead of text, it's a blue phone number. And when someone clicks on it, this we'll talk about this in detail later on, but it's a two-step process. They click on the phone number, boom, you pay money to Google, you're charged. Done, yeah. And then a pop-up comes up on your phone. At least this is the way I've experienced it, and I don't know any different. A pop-up comes up on your Android or iPhone, and it says... Do you, Do you want call to call this, number? this yeah. number or call this number? And if you hit yes or call, it'll call. If you hit no, you'll go back to those search results. So that's something to keep in mind as we uh, move later on. But basically, that's a little more advanced. The point is they show up on mobile. The point is instead of a blue headline full of text where they click to the website, it's a blue phone number. And instead of clicking to the website, when they click the phone number, the point is to generate a call to your business. Uh, that's how they work. Where they show up is on mobile. It's on Google Search. And Chris, should we get into why you use them or do you have anything at this point? No, I, no, I think that's good. I think, um, I mean, I'll, I'll jump in on my quick answer on why to use them. Uh, the reason that I like to use them is with clients that particularly value phone calls over forms. This could often be clients that are dealing with emergency situations or, you know, the kind of thing where they don't really want to quote. They just want to need, they need to get it done. The call-only ads are of value because it pulls attention from the website and only gives one option to call. That's it. When the person calls, there's no, I mean, they're going to have a discussion with you. They're going to ask questions. They're going to possibly, you know, call you to, to get uh, plumbing or whatever it is. So my reasoning to use them is just to pull attention from a website and do strictly lead generation phone calls. Yeah, I mean that's that's part of it. Is uh, you, it depends on the business. It depends on uh, what their goals are. It depends on how good they are at taking phone calls. It depends on the industry. Some industries lend themselves to phone calls more than other others. And one final factor, Chris, is some clients. Probably every single moving company I've ever run across, some clients have god awful websites, horrible <laughs> websites. Some, um, yeah, sure, yeah, like. And the, the problem is we always say it's half the battle. We can do everything on our side, on the AdWords side, get great results in terms of AdWords. But if you take them to a horrible website, even if you have a phone number on it, even if you have a lead form, your conversion rate can be low. So the nice one nice thing Call Only has going for it is if you end up having a horrible website, if you don't have the business capability or know any companies that can help you make a good website, Call Only can be a fantastic solution, Chris. Yeah, definitely. Diverting attention from the website, diverting attention from the weird stock images and crappy colors and bad uh, content you have on a site and just going directly to a lead. So yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. So Jason, next we're going to move on to the tips and uh, some some real good stuff and some questions that I have about the way that you use them, probably much more than I do. But first, I have a special call out here for our sponsor, Directive Consulting. Uh, 
That's directiveconsulting.com. I went to their website and I was looking through and I wanted to share this story that I thought was very impressive about what they did for a large company that is looking for B2B leads specifically in a PPC campaign. Okay, so this is right up our alley. Okay, so for our listeners, this is what Directive Consulting did for a company looking for B2B leads. They took a campaign that was generating some value and they took it far beyond. They created landing pages. They are custom landing pages for this company. They created bid strategies, experiments, and they optimized the campaigns to get the best possible results for a known complex industry. We're talking B2B here. I've worked in the industry a lot in, in, in AdWords, and I can tell you it's a tough place to work in because it's expensive and, and uh, there's a lot of tough traffic to try and drive to your site. It's not like consumer traffic. And the result was that they got 30% more leads for the client. They got 63% less CPA. So their cost per acquisition went down 63%. And the conversion rate, which is the percentage of people that convert, went up 208%. Okay, these are the results that Directive Consulting got for a enterprise B2B company, and I'm certain that they can do the same for you. That's why we have them as a sponsor on our show, because we believe and we trust that this is a good company. Jason and I uh, back this company, and we want you to give them a try. You can go to their website and uh, get a free custom proposal about your campaign. Have them look at your campaign. They'll provide a free custom proposal. That's directiveconsulting.com, and... We appreciate them as a sponsor on the show. So, Jason, I'm going to let you start off with the tips here. Um, I'm going to jump in with some questions that I have, but tell me one of the first things that you like to use in a call-only ad. Yeah, so I think the first thing, Chris, is it's so different than um, running a regular search campaign that people are going to run into a lot of issues early on, um, just in terms of formatting their campaign structure and figuring out what to do. So the first question they're going to ask themselves is, okay, do I set this up with just call only ads inside of my regular search campaign, my all features campaign to run alongside regular ads and to run alongside regular ads that run on desktop and mobile? Or do I set up a call only dedicated campaign or yeah. do I set up a call only dedicated campaign and run that at the same time as another all features campaign and have regular mobile ads running and call only ads running at the same time. What I recommend, Chris, is setting up. I, I never, ever, ever run call only ads in a regular campaign as just ads, just literal call only ads inside of regular ad groups. I never do that uh -oh. because anytime I've tried, the other ads get more impressions. It's kind of muddling my data and. I like keeping things separate. So I always create a separate campaign call only, dedicated to call only. It's in the settings. So you can copy and paste your campaign and then you can change the new campaign to uh, call only only in the settings. Um, and then what I do when I'm running call only and I'm running another campaign uh, so I can hit desktop and maybe tablet, I put a negative 100% bid adjustment on mobile on the original campaign that has regular ads and I force the mobile traffic to go to call only. And sometimes call only doesn't compete as well as the regular ads, the traditional mobile ads. If I feel like they're not doing good, I'll pause the call only campaign. I will remove the negative 100% bid adjustment 
on mobile on the traditional campaign and i'll see how traditional text ads do on mobile so does that make sense like i'm always keeping things separate and i'm gathering data to see which one works better and i guess the number one tip is always have the mindset that call only might not work it just might not work out as well as your regular mobile ads which have the call extension which have people clicking to the website and maybe they work better and we can talk about cost per click and that kind of stuff but I always have that mindset going in. I always keep them separate in a different campaign. And I never run the campaigns against each other. I'm always running them at different times separately. So I'll try call only and negative, negative out uh, mobile on the other one. If call only is not going good or I want to try the other one, I'll pause call only and then remove that negative bid adjustment on the original campaign. Okay. That's really interesting. That's literally the first question that I had because I didn't. I wanted to know how you approached it because... My thought is I just drop them into my main campaign. I never really saw a reason not to just put them in and I will allow the ads to run along with my normal text ads. And you're right. The impression volume is pretty low for them. And when I did get a call, the CPC was so much higher. It was just really unappealing. So perhaps my strategy there is, is a problem. Now, what do you what do you think about this? Would you agree or disagree with this? Whenever sometimes you say prepare yourself for them not to work, would you agree that sometimes they don't work not because your keywords are wrong or not because you know you have the wrong kind of settings or something, but simply because the industry that you're trying to advertise for really requires more intimacy with the person before they can make that call. So for example, let's, let's, I I don't know much about movers, but let's say for movers, maybe it requires someone really seeing just the basic content of a page before they're willing to commit. I'll give you, I'll give you a great example. Everyone knows, and I don't talk about a lot, but they see the shirt. So they got to know I'm extremely successful, Chris. Oh, that's where Um, we're going. Of course we are. Sure. I thought it was a real example. and, (laughs) And honestly, I went, I went to private school, all those guys and girls, they're doing good, but Someone the other day was saying, Jason, because I was kind of lamenting like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they're like, hold on. You just turned 30. You are more successful than anyone probably in your high school class. And then they were like, let's take that a step further. Maybe anyone in your college class, thousands of people. So what you do when you're very successful, Chris, Mm -hmm. is you have conversations with your girlfriend at dinner and she goes, I want to remodel the bathroom. And you're like... You can't fight it because she knows what money's coming in. So we're, we're remodeling our bathroom. Okay. okay. That's what we're doing at Rothman PPC. Thank you. That's and exciting. That's exciting. Yesterday, I was searching. I'll bring it all back around. I'll bring it all back Okay. Around. <laughs> yesterday, I was searching for construction companies, house remodelers. And Chris, I was not interested in getting on the phone with anybody. Yeah. For like the okay. first three days I was searching for it. Like, I see where you're going. I want to see your before and afters. I want to... Google you and see what your Yelp reviews are, what your Facebook reviews are. Mm -hmm. Do you have a better business bureau page? Like I was not interested in calling and scheduling any free estimates. I wanted to get a bunch of information. So that's an example. Data gathering. Yeah. Maybe you run call only ads for a home uh, remodeling company, but they have a super low click through rate because people like me are like, wait, I want to get a bunch of information. I'm I'm not really trying to call anybody and they have a bad click through rate and they don't work for that reason. So it definitely... It okay. definitely doesn't work out sometimes. So, um, long story short, you agree with my thoughts that sometimes it's too much commitment to call. People just want to see 
before and after. I, I agree. It definitely is some industries, but I, the only area I'd push back in, and this is really why I'm just killing some people on call only because they can't compete with me. There is, uh, I don't know what you call it, como se dice. Oh, boy. Um, there is a uh, an entry-level period. There's a learning period, Chris, to run a call only. People like you who maybe focus on traditional search and you're great at it, try call only. And the first month, the first week, it's just crap compared yeah. to your regular campaigns. You're like, what is going on? Like, I'm not getting good results. Like, I'm getting great results on traditional. And people who are so great at traditional, they might not give the call only that learning curve yeah. uh, to work. So yeah. that's the only time I would push back is, yes, sure, it doesn't work for certain industries and certain businesses. But a whole hell of a lot of the time, Chris, it doesn't work yet because people haven't cracked the code for their clients. Because it, it can work um, in a lot of cases. There is a significant learning curve, and, and part of what we'll talk about here is, is trying to get over that. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Okay, so um, okay. What, what, is, what else you got for us, a wise one? Well, Chris, um, so yeah, run them separate. Uh, the ramp up is real. We all know I've written that article. You can find it if you Google it. The ramp, the ramp up is real. Um, just, I was just reading My number one tweet of all night. time. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know this. You start a new search campaign. It takes some while to, to get kicked off and, and get the momentum going, get impressions coming in. Bro, call only is even more pronounced on the mm. ramp up. Like, okay. uh, I don't know what it is, but the ramp up is super real with call only. So you need to put your stuff on accelerated as opposed to regular in, in terms of your ads going out there. You need to seriously bid up your keywords. You need to try out some broad keywords, you need to try out some broad match modified keywords, um, and you really need to open things up. So if you're doing call only for like a window washing company who like washes the outside of house windows, by the way, Chris, not that rich yet, okay? <laughs> we're, we're maybe remodeling a bathroom, but we're not paying not, anyone to yeah. come <laughs> wash the windows for Huge <laughs> windows, we don't have windows like that. Um, but um, if you're doing that, don't just do your geo keywords. Don't just do your near me. Don't just do your company's keywords. Like I would definitely be starting off with window washing phrase match, maybe even broad match to try to get some momentum going. Hmm. That's probably my number one struggle with call only is getting the momentum going. Oh. Um, I don't know why it is, but that's that's one thing I've noticed, Chris. So you're you're throwing out a lot of the you're throwing out a lot of the keyword like thoughts on on what typical keywords you would choose and you're going maybe a little broader i guess because forgetting the fact that sometimes you can get a click and you don't actually get a call throw that out but i guess the fact that when someone does bite and mm. click on your ad it's now a phone call i guess the reward for going with a broader type of scope is because the reward's a lot better than just a click is that kind of your thoughts there that, that is kind of how it works. Like, you're kind of trying to mind read a little bit. You're like, okay, if someone's going to do some weird, maybe a weird search, something I wouldn't normally target about, I don't usually target cost or prices or whatever, but if someone's going to search that and they're going to click on what they see as a phone number, maybe it's going to work out a little bit better than them just clicking to the website and we don't know if they filled out the form or not. Like, I'd be more confident if we can at least get them on the phone and try to hook them in. So that's one reason. The other reason, Chris, is just that ramp up. Like, I, it's just sometimes it's hard to get things going. And the final reason I'm just going a little broader, a little wider, quicker, is because of cost per click. And I guess we can talk about that now. Let's all do a little thinking here. I know it's hard for most of our listeners, but a little thinking here, Chris. 
That's call not only true. Ads. We have smart listeners. Don't call them out. <laughs> we have a lot of smart listeners. We have a lot of dumb some, ones, too. Some and of them. We'll, okay. talk about that. we'll talk about that in the Q&A we're doing today, Chris. It's just <laughs> infuriating how many times we get the oh. same questions. But uh, cost per click, Chris, let's all think about this. If someone clicks to a website and they learn about my business and they maybe call in or they maybe fill out the form, like that's a certain level of value. But if someone, the whole goal is to make contact with that lead and for them to become a real lead. So if someone can click the ad and get on the phone with you as a business, that's more valuable. Hmm. So if we think about that, that means it's more valuable each click you get from call only. And the cost per click can be a lot, Chris. So just in the moving business, for example, you can get away in some big cities with a lot of volume of like $10 cost per click, $12 cost per click, 15 depending on how much you want to, uh, how big you want your budget to be each month. You can get away with a lower cost per click on traditional search. Call only. No. If you think about it, number one, you're on mobile. So the below the fold thing is even more pronounced yeah. on mobile. You got to scroll. More That's volume. a lot of thumb movement. To get all the way down there. It's competitive. You want to be in the top two or top three, basically, to get those calls. And it costs a lot of money. And at the same time, you're not just taking someone to your website. You're getting them on the phone. So there's more valuable. So with movers, you can get away 10 to $15 on regular search. Call only. You, you got to be willing to pay like 25 bucks, 35 bucks, sometimes 40 Sometimes I'll say 50 Chris, in terms of your bid. It won't always come in that high, but... If you're going to be a call-only advertiser and really know what you're doing, you have got to freaking be willing to increase your bids. You just have to do it. You have to make a mental jump. Now, the nice thing, we're talking value here. Just to jump in, this is a, this is a big reason yeah. why you like to break out with a separate campaign is because right. you wouldn't necessarily be able to adjust your bids to something higher if it was all in the same ad group. You can't. You can't. Okay. Um, Makes sense. If if you have the yeah, if you have those other ads, those ads are tied to the uh, the ad group or keyword bids, just like the call only ads are. So it just gets really messy really quick. So that's why I keep things separate. Now the benefit here, Chris, of bidding that high and getting those calls on mobile is that I get depending on how long your conversion metric is for the length of the call. And I, you know, I never do one second or ten seconds. I don't play oh, games sure. like that. No, yeah. it's always it's always at least a minute, and in, and we'll talk about it here in a second. Often for call only, much more. Uh, but I get conversion rates of fifty percent sometimes, twenty five percent easy, Chris, easy. Yeah, twenty five percent, fifty percent, sometimes sixty percent, because all you got to do is get them on that call. So it's going directly to your conversion goal. It's just a matter of how many clicks become calls and how long your conversion threshold is. But you do have to pay more per click. But at the same time, you're getting a much higher conversion rate because you're getting so much closer to that conversion. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you someone's calling about something that you can provide as a business and they're calling during business hours, the likelihood of them staying on the phone for at least... 60 seconds is very high. I mean, that should not be hard as long as you answer the phone. And keep in mind, I mean, it depends on what industry you're in, but whoever's answering the phone for you needs to be aware that one phone call could be $25, $35 for, you know, $50 for that 
one time someone's calling. So it's important that you, you know, you make sure that you know when those calls could be coming in because, you know, it's not just a phone call. That's money going out the window if it goes straight to voicemail or something like that. I have a moving client from Boston and uh, I talked with their marketing manager, nice girl. And one of her, I think it's her cousin or her brother is the actual mover. And he's the one that takes the calls and he does not talk to me about the AdWords account. I talk with her. And so we were talking about him because we had a call only campaign going and I was like, Hey, we're paying a lot per click, $35. The search campaign, we're paying $12 and look at all these nice calls I got you this month. But what's going on with the lengths on those calls in the dement, what used to be the dimensions area and the call report. There's a number of missed calls during business hours. There's a number of like 30 second calls, a number of like 18 second calls, a number of hundred second calls. Like why don't I see these super long calls for a mover and why are people not talking about their move and, and getting a quote and all that? And she goes, Oh, that's my brother or that's my cousin, whoever he was to her. And he, she was like, yeah, those calls go to his cell phone right now. And I definitely don't think he's the kind of person to be answering the phone. Oh no. Uh, when the clicks cost $35 versus 12. Cause he's a mover. He's a grunt. He's not going to sure. answer the phone and sure. know all the persuasion tactics. Yeah. He's going to say, Hello? 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 Yeah, hello? Like, hello? I, I hate hello? when people answer the phone yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the person immediately um, has to ask, is this some moving company? He's be like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. Right, and it's tied to his cell phone. So he could be sitting at Carl's Jr. eating a burger and pick up the phone and there's a bunch of noise. So it's it doesn't work for everybody. You have to think these things through. Another couple things you have to think through in terms of the phone, Chris. One, you have to answer the calls. Two, you have to be great on the phone. And three, what about this scenario, Chris? Someone is advertising, say, for a plumbing business. They've got a serious budget, but they've always been up for lead generation. And they've got some kind of automated lead platform where someone fills out the form, they get an email. The email goes to the scheduler. The scheduler schedules a call, schedules a visit, whatever. They only have two ladies in the office. Those ladies have other responsibilities. Sure, You can have someone who answers the phone, does great, but what if the average call time is 12 minutes, Chris? And during those 12 minutes, your ads are continuing to run, okay? And so you're getting other clicks, other calls that come in. And if you don't have a staff, multiple people to handle those multiple calls at once, and you're trying to get a bunch of calls, a bunch of clicks at once, call only won't work because you'll be getting a lot of people to go to voicemail. Sure. So that's another factor that is tough for you and I with a lot of our clients because we work with those Strong and good, but but often very small businesses. Right, right. Yeah, I'm usually talking to the guy that does the work, the guy that uh, wears the CEO hat, and the one that also answers the phone. You know, it's usually a, a, right. a, a small business, and uh, you know, honestly, that's where America America's working backbone is anyway. Is those small businesses, so they're incredibly important. Okay, so this is great stuff. You know, I I think I'm personally. More interested. I mean, this has inspired me to try a little bit more on some of this call-only stuff and not be quite so intimidated and trying it at a new campaign. I think that's a good idea. I, I like it. I remember a long time ago you had talked about um, some stuff you had done. What's some more tips? You have any more tips, or are we we pretty much out of the tips at this point? No, I've got I've got I've got good tips, Chris. You got um, more. You the, got more. The first for us. one. Okay. Oh, I got more for you. So the first one is. Yeah, when we run regular search campaigns and we do 60 seconds conversion metric, that, that works because a lot of the leads come in through lead forms. There's not a ton of phone calls on a $1,000 campaign. But here's the thing, Chris. If you're running call only, 
you really, really, really need to change that conversion threshold metric because not every click, but the goal is every click is going to turn into a phone call, right? So that means lots of different kind of keywords, broad keywords, perfect keywords. They're all going to get phone calls and it's human nature when you answer the phone to talk. It's going to take some time. A lot of calls are going to be 60 seconds, Chris, that don't provide any value for the business. And you need to know that and tie that back to the different keywords you're running. So since everything is phone calls now, I would not recommend running call only unless you can get a hard number from your client to tell you, hey, how long is someone usually on the phone with you before there's some kind of estimate set up or value set up or quote given or something like that? Don't just do 60 seconds unless that's what it happens to be for your business. But for most normal conversations, Chris, what are we talking about here? Like, can you get a moving quote and describe your move in two minutes? Probably not. No. Um, you need to have a, a metric on there of, you know, multiple, multiple minutes. Yeah. Um, and make sure you apply that conversion, the longer one, name it, whatever it is, calls from ads, five minutes, calls from ads, 10 minutes, calls from ads, 20 minutes, whatever it happens to be for your business, and apply that conversion at the ad level, at the call on the ad level, and that way you'll be able to track longer calls. Another tip, Chris, is the business name. Do you recall that part of a call-only ad? Oh, sure. It's called yeah. the business name. Yeah, and on, on the call-only ads, you don't have an opportunity to be creative in your, your headline. You, it's very bland. You, you do. just put the, do. the headline. Oh, am I wrong here? I'm giving out real tips today, Chris. Uh-oh. Real tips. Oh, real man. Talk. This is real meat. Talk. Some meat here. Let's do it. So it's called it's called business name, right? Okay. And that's why you put in the business name. Yeah. And it, it works fine there. Business name works fine there. It's fine. It, it works out good. But Chris, what if I'm in Chicago? And what if I'm a plumbing company? And what if I'm advertising on emergency plumbers? Okay, that keyword. And you do a search and you see my call on the ad with the phone number there in blue on the left side of the top line, left side. And on the right side, it says dash ABC plumbers. Okay, Boring. that's a business name. It's a phone number. Right. You did an emergency plumber search. You probably think they're emergency plumbers that they showed up. They can read the rest of the ad. But you and I both know the headline is the catchiest part. Right. A lot of people don't read the description. So wouldn't it be nicer if the headline was phone number dash emergency plumbers or Chicago emergency Jason, plumbers? Jason, I can't. That's crazy. Okay, first, I mean, I always assumed that my ad was going to be disapproved if I didn't put it because I, I always thought that you know your verification URL was going to use the company name. Or, I don't know how I assumed that, but that's crazy. So you put something much more definitive to what is related for the keywords rather than the business name, and it works. Sometimes. 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 That's cool. Here's what I found. If you try to F around... And get cute and get too far out of bounds and mm. you put something like free quote or instant plumbing quote or schedule a plumber. Mm-hmm. Then what will end up happening is your ad won't get disapproved, Chris. It's not from, from my experience. It's not an approval disapproval thing. It's what they show in that business name section. And if you get too out of bounds, what they're going to show is your domain name, mm-hmm. your domain, abcplumbers.com. That's what will show up in the business name section. If you put something in 
that's too far out of bounds. Okay. And that is really bad news, Chris. You know why that's bad news? Yeah. Because search users are stupid, and a lot of people are going to see, yeah, they'll see the phone number, but I don't know what a lot of human beings see because they don't see things like I see. Their, their mind might just go straight to that domain because they're not used to call-only ads. They've never seen one in their life. They do a Google search. They're used to clicking and going to a website. They do a Google search. You play too far out of bounds with your business name. The domain shows, shows up there. Up. Yeah. They glaze over the phone number. They see the domain. They click they it. click it. A stupid pop-up comes up on their phone. And they pay. You got charged 35 bucks. And they didn't call. And they don't call, call because yeah. they thought they were clicking to a website. Yeah. That's how you can get yourself in trouble. <sighs> yeah. So and that's you huge. You don't want to get too... Yeah, so the domain they're showing there sucks. Like that's not good at all because it it reinforces people's natural thinking that to they're click going on a to Google to click to websites. So you really don't want your domain to show up there. So what happens is if you get too far out of bounds, I've noticed your domain will show up. Now also, it's a five day verification process up to five days. So when you make your call only ad, Chris, your domain will show up the first day in the business name. Even if you put in a, a the real legit business name, hmm. um, your domain will show up and it can be up for five days while you're in that verification process. So don't be alarmed if you see it, um, if you're using something in bounds. Now, here's the key thing, Chris. If you guys go to the preview tool and you look up some different call-only industries and you look at the business name, you'll see people putting in there Chicago Plumbers. Uh, Miami Moving Company. And the reason why I think, Chris, is because I think the system at this point scans the website. And if it sees Chicago plumbers on your Chicago plumbing website or emergency plumbers on your emergency plumbing service page, that's good enough for the system. Mm -hmm. So that is how you can use keywords in the business name section. If you have a keyword like in your your site title tag or in your main H1 tag or something like that, you might be able to get away with whatever's in there. A lot of people, it seems like, are getting away with that. And and that's something you want to test out. Does the business name get a better click-through rate? Or does emergency plumbers get a better click-through rate? Um, Or conversion rate or whatever. So that's something to check out. Um, Another final tip here, Chris, is you all need to remember this when you're doing call only. It's not about clicks, okay? It's not about clicks, Chris. It's about phone calls. Mm. And I can tell you this. The click-to-call ratio, a word I've never said on this podcast, uh, a phrase that I would say probably no listener has ever conceived of. The click-to-call ratio is extremely important here, Chris. That is the comparing your clicks column and adding in your phone calls column. Add in that column manually, phone mm. calls. And what you'll see, if you get 100 clicks this month, you will not get 100 calls. Bro. No, no. Because a lot of people are clicking they did not realize it was a call-only ad. Maybe they're not ready for a phone call for whatever reason. They cancel. Didn't it. turn into. A, they did not hit that yes call. This number pop up. They hit cancel. And so different keywords are going to get different click-to-call ratios. What's a good ratio? My average across many many accounts, Chris, is sixty to eighty. Sixty to eighty okay. percent. Okay. So it's just something to keep in mind that some keywords you got to pay special attention, and if you see a horrible click-to-call ratio by looking at your clicks column and your calls column over a serious amount of time and data, kill off that keyword. Unless it has a good cost per conversion, but if it doesn't, the click-to-call ratio is why. And so it makes sense. Like if you show up on a broad keyword and it's just not getting a lot of good search terms, you're going to have a pretty horrible click-to-call ratio. 
yeah. because people are going to be like, oh, I didn't even mean to. You know, who knows why people click? It's just it is what it is. And, and, the, and the final couple things I'll leave you here, leave you here with Chris is you do have to put a website in the ad. It's a verification URL. It shows up under the phone number in the ad. Even though you're clicking a call-only ad, clicking a phone number, they still force a green display URL to show up. So my point here is I don't know this. I don't know how that works with quality score because your verification URL is not where you're actually taking people to. It's all about the phone call. But you'll still see your landing page experience on your keyword status. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean, Chris? We don't really know. But since we don't know, my recommendation would be don't get lazy about it. So, Chris, if you have that Chicago plumbing company in your regular Chicago plumbers ad group, use the homepage as the verification URL. But in your emergency plumbers ad group where you're targeting emergency plumber keywords, use the emergency plumber service page as the verification URL because we don't know if that impacts quality score, but in the event it does, you want to get that right. Um, And the final thing here, Chris, is that I don't know, again, there's just so much unknowns, but I have a theory that because call only cannot use all the ad extensions, that it struggles sometimes quality score wise with traditional ads, traditional powerhouse ads that have a ton of history that use every single ad extension I just think quality score sometimes struggles with call only ads. So that's one reason I think we have to pay so much cost per click. And again, I don't know this. That's just a theory I have. Yeah, that makes but sense. But it's something to keep in mind that you might be fighting an uphill battle in that sense. And some classic pushback I got from another agency was hey, why should we run call only when we can run the call extension? Mm-hmm. And if people want to call, they call. And if people want to click to the website, click. they click to the website. Yeah. And I didn't have an answer to that. I was like, good point. But, you know, if a business is set up for phone calls, if they're great on the phone, if it's an industry that lends itself to that kind of thing, maybe doctors, you could say, because people don't want to describe in a lead form to someone they don't know who it's going to. I'm constipated and haven't uh, taken a bowel movement in three and a half weeks. (laughs) They don't want to put that out on the Internet in a form. It's a sensitive thing. Yeah. Um, so you may want to, that's something, or maybe like, uh, you know, asset managers or bankers, mm-hmm. um, sure. divorce lawyers, people don't want to talk about don't their trust those. Yeah. Don't trust online and forms and, that kind and of stuff, stuff. In, in a form. Yeah. 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 So it's different for dis- different industries, but Chris, that's pretty much what I know about that's call it. only. I think the main point is that it's a different skill set. There is a learning curve. There's things you got to figure out for yourself and do not expect to get the same results as your search if you've been doing search for 10 years. There's a learning curve. It takes time. But when it works, it's really freaking cool because you can get conversion rates of 25 to 50% or more and you get to the end goal when it works of getting people on the phone with your client or your business. So it is worth it to try to figure it out if your industry and business lends itself to it. And by business, I mean your individual business. Who's answering the phone? Do you have multiple people? Are they skilled? Does it lend itself to what your goals are? Um, And that's kind of it, Chris. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Jason comes in with the name on his shirt, Rothman PPC, on his chest. He's got a collar. He shaved that ugly caterpillar on his lip. And now... He comes in with fire for for this tip, Jason. These this is good stuff. I appreciate you sharing. Gosh, I mean, some of this stuff is smart. People would call this proprietary information. You know, 
<laughs> smart people. Oh, trust me, Chris. <laughs> I got a lot of. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot more where that proprietary comes from. Yeah. Like I've. I've. Uh, we're just scratching the surface yeah. here, as we always do. You know, we try sure. to give away uh, a ton of stuff, but you and I do this. Sure. And it's one of those things I always say to people. They're like, okay. Why shouldn't I just work with the agency that does my Facebook, does my SEO, does everything for me? Why should I hire you specifically? And I'm like, look, Chris and this is what I tell them, Chris. They don't know who you are. But I go, Chris and I, we do this 40 to 50 hours a week, years and years mm-hmm. and years in a row. And the other agency is doing maybe AdWords for five hours that week. So we're getting 35 hours on them. Week after week, year after year, and there's Experience. just a ton of stuff you learn. So yeah. it it definitely goes a lot deeper. But I mean, come on, Chris, this is the best call only content on the internet at this yeah. point. I think. I think so. I think you. I think you've written a a, a definitive log of information here about call only, and I'll I'll take us the rest of the way out. Um, before we leave, we have to think again. DirectiveConsulting.com. As I mentioned at the middle of the show, they can provide a free proposal for you. Go check them out, DirectiveConsulting.com. We appreciate them helping us with the show. And uh, Jason, appreciate all the awesome content. You can catch us every Monday. And Jason doesn't even have another minute to spare. He's call- <laughs> oh no, that's my call. My call only ads running, so I got to take this call. <laughs> he's got to. He's, he's got to take a call. That's Jason. I'm Chris. He's got a lot of stuff to do. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.